SAFM. Prime time all day long. So there was a conversation um, about a couple of weeks ago where Madagascar had spoken about a herb that they said was healing, you know, and I think he, you know, the president had kind of made a mistake then using the term healing. But there was something there that I thought was quite important for all of us to reflect on. And in fact, South Africans and Africans around the world were, were reflecting on that in why are we so quick to dismiss what is indigenous knowledge systems, right? Um, because they, they tap onto other things. May not necessarily be proven to be a, a cure for anything, but there may be something there. And so we then are, are looking at all kinds of ways in which we are going to look at, I don't know, supportive medicine, uh, medicines that, 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 that are going to be not necessarily cures, but we at a time like this, when we are dealing with a global pandemic, nobody has the answers, right? So people are looking to how do I then live with whatever it is that I'm going to get? Or how do I, better yet, prevent it? Okay, so there is a science to some herbs that could assist in better health. Let's call it that. Better health so that we can deal with right now what we're dealing with COVID-19. Jean-Francois Sobieski is ethnobot- ethnobotan- botanist. Ethnobotanist. <laughs> ethnobotanist, okay? Medical plant researcher and a qualified nutritionist. Okay, so we've got that part out the way. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Thanks, Pimana. Pleasure. Okay, you have studied what you call... Pothia chemi. What is that? Oh, phytoalchemy. Is it? Yes. What is that? Well, uh, firstly, you know, ethnobotany is is not a term that most people are familiar with, but I'm a qualified ethnobotanist. You're very kind kind to me. (laughs) 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 It's true. Most people I say I'm ethnobotanist, they look at me funny and they they don't know what I'm talking about. So I'll quickly explain that. Um, Ethnobotany is the discipline um, of the study of the relationship between people and plants. Okay. So... Ethnobotanists like myself, what we do is we study how mostly our traditional societies use plants because Western uh, society doesn't really, you know, uh, doesn't have traditional uses anymore of plants. So we we study how people have used plants for centuries and millennia, and Mm -hmm. then we that that can be applied into health and wellness, cosmetics, um, you know, all sorts of medicines, etc. So. That's what I studied, but I call my, my practice phytoalchemy um, because plants have been a very important part um, on my, they play an important role on my path as a healer. So I've called myself a phytoalchemist. Phyto means plants in Greek. So I'm a plant alchemist, and alchemy refers to the transformation of one state to another state. So in this case, it, it, it uh, relates to the transformation of illness into wellness. Hmm. So phytoalchemy means literally using plants to transform. Uh, illness into wellness. Yeah, that's what I call my practice. I quite like that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Thank you. So Great. then the if if there is a science called ethnobotany. Yes. Why is it so difficult to to find a, a comfortable marriage between uh, knowledge systems, indigenous knowledge systems and and medical sciences? Um, sure, that's quite a, a deep question that goes a long way back. But I think the the main the main issue is that 
Well, the main thing is that we've used medicinal plants. Uh, nature and medicinal plants have been with us for thousands of years. It's, you know, nature has been our, our, our kitchen, our pharmacy, our backyard, our homes for, for millennia. It's only in the last few hundred years that we've been divorced from nature, mm-hmm. uh, Pimelo. So, um, you know, so there has been a split in terms of um, disciplines and how, how nature and natural medicine has been portrayed. But the fact is, like, we, we were going to sp- speak about uh, garlic today, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, really look forward to the series of going forward in explaining how plant foods can be used as medicines and to, and to help the healing processes in the body. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, we know that plants have lots of phytochemicals, plant chemicals, which act as tonics in the body that can help us to heal. And those are things we need right now so much. So, you know, the body to have a strong immune response, we, it is essential that we have nutrients and plants, all the nutrients and phytochemicals from plants to have a, an appropriate immune response. So there's no question about the validity mm. of herbal medicine. Uh, and plants, plant food as medicine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, let's, I mean, we're going to have a series of, of these conversations where we start picking out, nitpicking at specific plants. And you wanted to touch touch base on the garlic itself being yes. the first one that we're going to touch on. Why, why garlic? What is it about garlic that is the proverbial healer? Well, it, it's... Um yeah, it's 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 been around. It's a medicine that's been around for thousands of years. It was very familiar to uh, the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, Chinese, um, in Ayurveda. It's uh, mentioned in an ancient text called the Charaka Samhita. Um, for it's re- they recommend the garlic is used for the treatment of heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and modern science has shown that garlic. Um, is well, this is the important thing. So when you chew garlic, mm-hmm. the raw garlic, when you chew it, it actually releases the, the enzymes in garlic. Get, uh, it converts one chemical into another called, uh, into the final product called allicin. Mm-hmm. So when you chew garlic, it's very important to chew it um, to release that allicin. And that allicin has very positive effects on the heart and on the cardiovascular system. So, uh, Pimelo, what it does, it, it, it reduces LDL or the bad cholesterol, it's called. You know, so the LDL is the cholesterol that gets deposited into the tissues in the body mm. and causes and um, atherosclerosis or the buildup of, of um, fatty deposits in the arteries, which causes heart disease and heart attacks. So garlic has got chemicals, phytochemicals, plant chemicals like allicin, which um, reduces the LDLs. It reduces um, uh, the, the, the ability of the blood to clot. So it can it helps circulation indirectly, etc. So it's a fantastic um, plant for for cardiovascular health. I hear and, you. Um, I yeah. hear you emphasizing the chewing bit. In other words, is it different to if it's chopped up and it's used in a stew, for instance? Is are the properties do they change? Yeah. Well. You'd still get a lot of the, um, it's got a lot of uh, minerals like selenium, it's got uh, sulfur compounds. So sulfur compounds are very, very good for the body, for detoxing the body, etc. And they say the best way is definitely to chew it. So um, if you put it in your food, like you will still get a lot of the the, the benefits of of the garlic, Mm. but... The, the standardized extract of allicin in a, in a, in a capsule or in a pill, in a pill, or chewing it is really the best way. Like, um, you know, if you look into the research of, of garlic, garlic was used in the World War II. It, it was known as the, the Russian penil, uh, penil, 
penicillin, um, nature's pen- uh, antibiotic, you know. So the, 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 the soldiers in World War II would use it as, pen- as a substitute for pen- penicillin. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Uh, oh, um, I feel better natural- already, hey? <laughs> <laughs> as a natural antibiotic. So what we know, it's, it's, it's one of those plants that we take for granted now, and we often, you know, you, the, the general idea in movies is that it repels vampires and all that, but What's interesting is what's possibly behind those stories of repelling vampires is that it's, it is a protector. It protects us from bacteria, from viruses even. It's got some antiviral properties, from fungus. From, it's a natural antibiotic. Mm. So, for, like I said, for millennia, um, uh, civilizations would use garlic to prevent um, infections. So it's it's a fantastic plant that we can actually, if we see it as a medicine, Mm. it's very different to how we use it, you know, as just a spice in our food. But it really is a medicine. If you take it every day in small amounts, it will protect your body from... um, Quantify small amounts for me quickly? Yes. Quantify small amounts for me quickly? Oh, small small amounts. So the the research shows 150 to 300 um, milligram, um, 300 milligrams of powder of 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 um, garlic yeah. powder. Uh-huh. Um, the one thing is that high doses. Let's say there was a case of one man taking one teaspoon three times a day, one teaspoon of powder yeah. three times a day and you would take that every day. It can, um, like I said, it reduces the blood clotting ability. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're on blood uh, thinning medication, too much. Yeah. you need to be careful. Like two weeks before an operation, for example, you, will, you yeah. need to stop garlic because it can you know, have a yeah. complementary effect on the uh, blood thinning. But um, I would say a centimeter piece by a centimeter piece, so it's like maybe half mm. a clove a day mm-hmm. in your food, mm. is very, very good preventative medicine for, um, for heart disease. Fantastic. For, for heart Thank you so much. We'll do this again soon. Jean-Francois Sobieski is an ethnobotanist and a medical plant researcher and qualified nutritionist there and just talking about properties of garlic and how it can assist us during this time of COVID-19. Just gone two o'clock. Let's go to Utsila Cycle for the latest in SABC News.